0: Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday
1: edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We've talked a lot about the draft, a lot about the external ways the Orlando Magic are going to get better. But really, we say it all the time. The only way the Magic could get better is through internal improvement. And there's one player who could be a major factor in this team's revival. It's time to explain how Markel got his groove back. It's time for Locked On Magic.
2: You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: On Magic today is May 24th, 2023. My name is Philip Rossman. I'm the expert and site editor over at Orlando Magic Daily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to go over Markel Foltz's season and why he got his group back, why he started to look like the player everyone imagined he could be but also the questions that still remain. I see a lot of your questions in my comments on YouTube about Markel and about perceived Markel disrespect by me, by my guests. Um, I'm going to dispel what I think about Markel Fultz's season and what I think lies in the future. We'll get to that coming up here in Just a moment. Plus. A quick conversation on Aaron Gordon. Arriving to the NBA Finals, we get to that coming up here in just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter what when you listen to us. Whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember this great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. To search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Taste Podcast is brought to you by our friends at Bird Dogs. Go to BirdDogs.com slash NBA and when you enter promo code locked on NBA, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. The story of Markel Fultz is one of promise and... I don't know if frustration is the right word because so much of it was out of his control, but it's been a story of starts and stops. his Even his college season at Washington as brilliant as it was, was stopped by a knee injury that knocked him out of the late latter part of the season, kept Washington from making any any tournament. That was a knee injury. Then of course he gets to Philadelphia, the shoulder injury pops up, they don't know what it is, he's in and out, he's not, not even in and out of the lineup, He's he struggles to get on the court, and for a Sixers team that was ready to contend, and, and and again, I think you see some of the same forces maybe working with the Orlando Magic right now as they start moving out of the rebuild phase and toward the winning phase. The Sixers just didn't have time to develop to wait on Markel Fultz. If if uh, you know, Fultz says he loves Philly fans. The backlash wasn't as bad as maybe it sounded on Twitter, but the fact of the matter is, Fultz just did not play for the first two, three seasons of his career. Everyone speculated over what his injury was, what the problem was, uh, and at the end of the day, like, look, Fultz was hurt, but the Sixers needed something from him, and the Sixers were pushing him to get back, and 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 maybe didn't have the time to wait and see what the deal was with Markel Fultz. So when Fultz arrived in Orlando, the Magic had that time. Yes, they were just about to make the playoffs in the 2019 season, but they were a much lower pressure game. They didn't really know what their playoff team was and and how they were going to grow. And they were willing to, A, let Markel get healthy, but B, see what Markel could still do. And obviously, in the the 2020 season, uh, up until the COVID break, Marco Fultz was a revelation. Um, He made the Magic significantly better and put them back in a position to make the playoffs. He proved that he could be, at least on the lowest levels, a playoff player. The bubble, obviously, we throw out because of his, his, his delay getting inside and how slow it was for him to ramp back up. And obviously, 2021 brought a new setback. The torn ACL that knocked him out of that season knocked him out of most of the 2022 season. It's always been one step forward, two steps back. And even this year, after a great finish to the 2022 season, after returning from that ACL injury, Markel seems set for a big year only to break his toe right before training camp and miss the first 20 games. Obviously, Orlando struggled without him and without Cole Anthony. I think that context is important. I don't think it was Markel Fultz arrived and all of a sudden the Magic became a winning team. But it's also true that Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony entered the lineup and the Orlando Magic became a winning team, finishing 29-28 and 28 after their 5-20 and 20 start. Marco Fultz was a huge part of that. And as the season went on, you could see the confidence growing in Marco Fultz. You could see him getting more comfortable. You could see flashes of who he was not only before his knee injury, but who he was before the NBA, the Washington version of Markel Fultz. Markell averaged career highs across the board. 14 points per game, 5.7 assists per game, 3.9 rebounds per game. He shot a career high 51.4% from the field. Pretty good for a guy who supposedly can't shoot. And yes, even 31% from three, albeit on very small volume. What we saw from Markell is what we came to expect. He's a guy that can get his way into the paint, can change change pace of his dribble and pace of his drive control the pace that his team was playing at everyone plays at his speed he was not someone that was going to speed up and he could finish with creativity around the basket he could pass creatively out of traps and out of double teams he is a guy that sets the table for everyone on top of that he is a proficient mid-range shooter at this point you trust him to make shots in the mid-range. He has his kill spots, as he likes to call them, the elbows, uh, elbow extended out in the mid-range. He's a guy that knows how to get to a spot, and frankly, defense is because they were so welcoming to let him shoot. He played the Rayjean Rondo type, and he's about to shoot the Rayjean Rondo, I just want to put that out there. He played the Rayjean Rondo type and understood how to take the space that defenses were giving him, daring him to shoot, and turn it into his advantage. By the end of the season, we were talking about Markel Fultz. Not only as a core player on this team, but as a guy that maybe could become that third star. And a big reason is because his confidence was so great at the end of the season that the way he played, the shots that he took, the things that he dared to do started to change. It started to change in, in exciting ways. Everyone likes to point to the, the athletic dunks that he did. You know, the, the put-back dunk against the Knicks. I have that top shot moment. I'm very happy happy and proud of it. Um, the, the windmill dunk he had against the Heat in the last game. The, he had some crazy athletic dunks. And if you remember, you go back and look at his tape at Washington. This is what Markel Fultz did. This is who Markel Fultz always was. And perhaps there just wasn't the confidence physically to do it. But while dunks are nice, and and for a player like him, those dunks come when there's a little bit of a runway to get there. Not that Foltz can't finish under the rim as well, do do his own own Steve Smith impersonation. The real exciting part was that Marco Foltz started to take threes with a little bit more frequency. Again, maybe two or three a game at times. But he was making one or two. And on top of that it was pull-up threes, off-the-bounce threes, not just spot-up threes where he had to kind of line himself up. They were natural in-rhythm threes. If you watch his game, his mid-range shot, his off-the-dribble shot, looks very different from his three-point shot. The little push shot that seems like it's a product of the TOS that slowed his career early is what really seemed to affect his three-point. But... On his mid-range shot, when he's going off the dribble, his shot looks natural, complete in rhythm, like it's not even thinking. That three-point line is a little bit of a mental block. Don't don't lie to yourself. When you go when you go to the gym, when you try to put up some shots, that line changes how you think of things. I know it does for me. I only get one three a day. I'm not a three-point shooter. For Markel Fultz to start taking threes more naturally and more effectively, that is a game-changer for him. But more importantly, what it symbolized for the Magic this this year was that Markel Fultz was confident again. This season was a revelation for Markel Fultz. Uh, one of the great stories in the NBA that nobody talked about. And it's perhaps a story that's going to get more attention next year, especially as the Magic start to win, win more. Marco Fultz is going to be a big part of that equation. Now obviously on this show, again, I've read your comments, there's been a lot of talk about Marco Fultz and his future. And so I think he is a great example of what next season is about. So I want to talk a little bit about Marco Fultz's future and where it leads the magic. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends at Bird Dogs. It's summertime. It's already getting super hot out there. The rain, the rainy season appears to have begun already here in Orlando. It means a short season. It means you need pants that are comfortable and versatile for any weather, for the sweat that's going to come from the humidity, to the rain that's going to come. And let me tell you, Bird Dogs is that pants <laughs> are those pants are those shorts that will get you through the day uh I, obviously we're talking about the draft of versatility is everything bird dogs offers versatile pa- versatile clothing that's both very comfortable but also kind of moisture wicking and, and and all that good stuff i've had a couple i bought a couple of these pants before they actually jumped on board with locked on and i was impressed with the quality as well as the comfort these pants provide they look good they feel good uh, and they have a bunch of different styles for you, whether you're looking for nice khakis and slacks. They do have some nice khakis and slacks that I wear to work occasionally. Or shorts. And, of course, they have their liner shorts that you don't need to wear underwear for. It's very, very cool. Go to BirdDogs.com right now to try out this product. BirdDogs.com slash And When you enter promo code LockedOnNBA, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. Again, go to birddogs.com slash locked NBA. And when you enter promo code Locked on NBA, they'll throw in that free Yeti Cell tumbler. Check out the check out this product today. I endorse it. I really like them. I bet you will too. So check them out today.
2: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs.
1: So, you know, I I think we've had a few conversations on here about Markel Fultz. And again, like, I read the comments. I know Magic fans love Markel Fultz, and I love Markel Fultz too. Um, I will often play devil's advocate. I will often play, like, ask question games. Uh, Just because I ask question does not mean I know what the answer is. Um, and, and, And this season, you know, again, just setting the table for next season is a season for answering some of these questions and giving these players the space to answer these questions. I think that's like that's probably the most important thing. And one of the reasons why, yes, I don't think the Magic should do an all-in trade yet. I don't think they're ready to to to, to play at that level of pressure. They they shouldn't be pushing significant chips in the middle. I, I think they, I think the goal of this offseason is to shore up depth, to put these players, the players that you care about, in a position to answer some of the questions that you're about to have about this group. And so, Markel Fultz is one of the big focuses of this season. Like, one of the biggest, 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 biggest things. And the Magic's success this season, I hate to say it, lies a lot on Markel Fultz. Now, the Magic you know, have a big decision to make this offseason. They have two big decisions to make this offseason financially. One is, of course, all the free agents that they want to sign, but the second one is... Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony are both due extensions, um, and I personally think it is very likely and probably advisable. And we'll talk about this a little bit more later in the summer once we get a better picture of what this team is going to do. I think it is smart for the Magic to re-sign both of them. Just lock them both in now. Don't worry about don't worry about them. Give them security so they can play good basketball this season. So they can begin to answer some of these questions, and we have questions about Cole Anthony as well. Again, questions does not mean that I'm criticizing. Questions means, okay, you're here at this level we like to get to the next level to understand what we're going to be for as a playoff team. you got to jump up another level. And so this is constructive criticism, not destructive criticism. I don't know if that's a thing. With Marco Foltz, we saw him begin to expand his game out again. Um, the big again, the big story with Markel Fultz is: Can he put injuries behind him? Can he just be a basketball player? He's no longer Markel Fultz reclamation project. He's no longer Markel Fultz, the 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 could have been first number one overall pick. We just want Markel Fultz and whatever he is. Um, no preconceived notions, none of that. But to see him start to, to build that confidence, to play that way, now comes the next question. This is a question, again, that everyone on this roster faces as we start to build a playoff team. is What, you, what are you going to look like in the playoffs? Now, we have not seen playoff Marco Foltz. Yes, he played in the 2020 playoff series against the Bucs, but the bubble was weird. Especially for the Magic. And Marco Foltz, you know DJ Augustine started uh, at least i think the first two games of that series because markel was just so slow coming into the bubble and and it was clearly behind and, and clearly just not he was sick uh, it wasn't covid but but he was he was not feeling well among the many injuries that that t- hit the magic during that 2020 playoff series and, and during the 2020 bubble the bubble was just the worst for the magic um, besides that game 1 went over the bucks um with Fultz, we are, we are beginning to see, we are beginning to see him show what he could do for the playoffs as a playmaker, as a creator, now as a shooter. And so, like, again, people I've talked to who don't watch Fultz every day, yes, they would say the magic might need to secure a better point guard. The magic should, you know, Fultz is a nice story, but he's considered backup around the league. This is the year to figure out what Fultz is. This is the year to figure out exactly what Fultz is and maybe that's a reason not to extend him. But I think the Magic are fairly confident that he can be their starting point guard, that he can be a major contributor, that he can take that next step. And again, so much of this season is figuring out the answer to that question is giving him the opportunity to to, to say, hey, I can be your starting point guard on a playoff team. I can be the guy that leads this group out of the first round, into the conference finals. And again, so much of that is uncertain. I've been asking this question a lot about Wendell Carter, so I'll bring Wendell into this conversation. I do have questions about whether Wendell Carter can be a playoff center, whether he can be a rim protector at a high enough level, where he can rebound... Although his rebounding numbers are usually pretty good, and whether he can rebound at the level the Magic are going to need, but we don't know the answer to that question until we get into a playoff series and see how teams attack him, see how he performs, see whether he could step his game up. And so, while well, I think you know there have been a lot of questions and saying like, oh, you know, maybe the Magic should trade a Markel Fultz or Wendell Carter. I don't think now is the time to do that. Because we don't know the answer. Unless there is a clear upgrade. A clear perfect fit available in a trade. And that is not DeAndre Ayton. That is not Jordan Poole. That is not Damian Lillard at this point. Although, the game's good. Um, Unless there's that clear upgrade, the Magic need to let their young players sink or swim. The Magic need to let their young players experience these things and determine if... They can do it. And they're not going to know until they do it. Until they're in those situations. Until they are put in the spot to, to win or lose these games. Marco Fultz is obviously the greatest question of them all because the talent is undeniable. The unique way that he plays is undeniable. He is such a big part of this team. But... The shooting is a question mark. And how defenses attack him and 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 permit him to shoot in a playoff series is a question we need answered. It's a question that Markel has to answer for his career. And so, while Markel Fultz's season was extraordinary, Markel Fultz's journey to this point to get to this spot is extraordinary. We are still eager to see what Markel Fultz does next. He could be that third star of the Magic are missing. We've, we've we've seen enough to say that that could happen. We know the talent that's there. It didn't just go away. But whether he hits that level, what he does as the Magic prepare for the playoffs, those are still open questions. And so if there are national media willing to doubt that, I understand it. I think the biggest thing Markel Fultz needs to improve on is just attention to detail. I think, he, I think he sometimes wanders off a little bit too much. Um, that's, that's my big criticism of him, is, is keeping his focus narrowed. Um, I, but I think he could be that point guard. Um, and obviously we watch him every day. We see him grow. We see him play. We see him develop. We see the good and the bad of him every day without preconceived notions because new information is replacing old very quickly. But ultimately, and this is really for everyone on this Magic team, we have to see this team in the playoffs. We have to see this team playing pressure games. We have to see this team with the defense keyed in on them to really know what and who is going to work and what is not. That's something that certainly happened with Aaron Gordon and his development. We'll talk about the Nuggets going to the NBA Finals as well as Aaron Gordon trip as well. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at FanDuel. There it is. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. So make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. Because right now, right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win visit fanduel.com/lockedon and get a no sweat first bet up to $1000 that's fanduel.com/lockedon fanduel is an official sports betting partner of the NBA
2: the NBA playoffs are right around the corner and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs
1: You know, Obviously, the NBA The Boston Celtics are delaying our NBA Finals uh, matchup at least for a little bit. Congrats to the Celtics. Please, please, please make this a seven-game series. We, we need some time here. Um, the NBA Finals will start June 1st, and we already know one of the participants with the Denver Nuggets completing their sweep of the Los Angeles Lakers uh, and heading to their first NBA Finals. Congratulations to the Nuggets. Congratulations to our friends at Locked on Nuggets. They're a great podcast if you're looking for Denver's perspective on the NBA Finals. Big congratulations to all of them. That is a fun team. They've been a fun team all year. The Magic beat them once. Um, so the Magic, you know, they, they're already guaranteed now, but the Magic have beaten will have beaten both finals participants this season. Uh, and of course, Denver needed a game-winning three at the buzzer from Nicole Jokic to beat them in Denver. So Orlando nearly swept Denver. So tells you how far off Orlando might actually be. But um yeah, they're far. Uh, but Obviously, the big story for Magic fans when it comes to Denver making the NBA Finals is the Magic played a pretty big role in making this Nuggets team. Uh, obviously, we all love and talk about the Nikola Vucevic trade. Um, Franz Wagner, Wendell Carter, the 11th pick, and Otto Porter for Nikola Vucevic and Al Magic made out pretty good in that trade, um, if, 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 for, if we don't say so ourselves. Um, the Magic did all right. But obviously the other trades that day didn't work out so well. The Magic only got a second-round pick for Evan Fournier. They got a TPE, but they didn't use it. Uh, And uh, they traded Aaron Gordon with Gary Clark, love you Gary Clark, uh, for RJ Hampton, Gary Harris, and and a 2025 first-round pick. As much as we celebrate the Bulls' deal, that's not revisionist history. The Nuggets, quote-unquote, win that trade, won the trade. Whatever the best player in the trade is, whoever gets the best player in the trade is usually the one that wins the trade. So uh, definitely, Denver did well, and and obviously, almost immediately upon Aaron Gordon's arrival, the fit in Denver was clear. They were burning through the league until Jamal Murray's injury in 2021, and obviously had to like deal with Murray's injury last year, but this year has been Aaron Gordon's best season, and. I, there was definitely some magic fans talking about Aaron Gordon's comments about Denver's organization and his journey to to get to get to Denver and now get to the NBA finals. None of that was a shot at the magic. Because the fact of the matter is what we're seeing in Denver is what Aaron Gordon was always meant to be. And I love AG. AG's my guy. I'm so 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 happy for him. Um to to find a home and find a place and I'm generally happy whenever NBA players find a place that emphasizes their talents, that, that gets the best out of players. The one thing I hate about the NBA is guys get drafted to bad situations. Guys get put in roles that they're not capable of filling. And talent peters out because of poor development, because of poor situation, because of a lot of things. And Aaron Gordon is so talented that he was able to overcome a lot of that. But the Magic never gave him the stability or the confidence or direction to be this player. Now look, some of it is Denver's pecking order is clearly established. They have Nikola Jokic. No one's challenging him to be the best player. They have Jamal Murray. Everyone knows how good he can be. And winning has a way of crystallizing your your role. If you're not winning, you're like, I could do more to help this team. Let me do more to help this team. You get a lot of problem with more when... You're, when you're not winning because everyone wants to win but they think about how I can help rather than how we can help win. Um, that's natural. But you look back at his at Aaron Gordon's time with the Magic and he simply just didn't have stability. And especially for a player like him who was so raw and drafted as an athlete stability and direction were always going to be key to his growth. It didn't help that the Magic drafted him fourth in a draft where the Magic expected to get their star. Orlando tanked for two years to get to the 2014 draft. They wanted Andrew Wiggins, they wanted Jabari Parker, and eventually they wanted Joel Embiid. And so to land fourth in that draft put them in a tough spot because that was their draft to get their star. And so Aaron Gordon, while certainly everyone recognized he was super raw when he got to Orlando, had star expectations on him and he had star expectations for himself. And he certainly played like it at times. But Orlando didn't help direct and guide him with their constant revolving door of coaches. From Scott Skiles to Frank Vogel to Steve Clifford. Skiles had an idea of how to use Gordon. Frank Vogel had a different idea, You know, saying at one point that he wanted to turn him into a Paul George type player. Steve Clifford had a different idea for him. And while certainly Gordon, I, I think, had ideas for himself that maybe didn't align with these visions either, and, and injuries slowed him down a ton as well, uh, whether it was the, the foot injury that knocked him out of his for a good chunk of his rookie year uh, or the jaw injury that knocked him out for a good chunk of his summer between his, fresh, his rookie and his second season. Aaron Gordon's lack of direction ultimately slowed his development. Now, his talent was so much, and he's super talented, that he was still able to find roles and still find ways to contribute. And so, none of that goes away. But Gordon clearly didn't find his fit in Orlando. This team was not built to take advantage of everything Gordon could do. And certainly they didn't develop him with a clear vision of what Aaron Gordon, the final product, would be. Sometimes you need to go to another team to A, be humbled a little bit. To say, I'm entering this situation. I I am not the star of this situation. How can I help this group win? And sometimes you need to go to another team to get a fresh perspective on yourself. It's, it's healthy in this league for guys to move on. You know, you don't see a lot of players with a team for seven years like Gordon was. And we're thankful for that time. Again, I love AG. He's my guy. But going to Denver was the best thing that happened to him. And in Denver, he is playing that role we always imagined. As a cutter and slasher. As a ace defender. Just watch how he defended LeBron on that last play in game four. Uh, as a, a passer even. Uh, in, in a motion-based offense. In an offense that's so finely tuned. Maybe Gordon wouldn't have been this if he got drafted to Denver immediately and, and, and had to grow up with this team. But Gordon has found his home. And the lesson there for the Magic is development matters. Culture matters. Stability matters. Because this version of Aaron Gordon was always there. Magic saw it in flashes and fits. But they could not unlock it from him. Because they weren't organized enough to do so. And obviously that was the previous regime. That was the Rob Hennigan era. The failure to develop Aaron Gordon. The failure to give Aaron Gordon like clear direction. That was the biggest sign of what went wrong in the first years after Dwight Howard. So congratulations, Eric Gordon. Congratulations to our friends at Locked On Nuggets. We're excited to see your finals coverage. Definitely check them out if you get the chance. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr_omd. Subscribe to the podcast, not the podcast. Stitch your tune in on Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the other places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can find us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. I want to thank you again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. For my everyday crew, and really for my all-listener crew, be sure to check out tomorrow's podcast. We're going to dive into the draft class with a special guest. We'll talk about what the Magic should be thinking, who's available in this draft class, who I'm missing that I don't know about because I'm not as deep on this draft class as I would like to be. We'll get to all that on tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Lockdown Magic, this has been Philip Ross Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode